0: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is All Angles, VEASAN's football betting podcast. Here is Matt Brown.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode number 55 of All Angles football betting podcast here on the VEASAN Podcast Network. I am Matt Brown, and this is the divisional round. We are down to the Elite Eight, just four games here on divisional weekend, two on Saturday, two on Sunday, kicking things off 430 Eastern Texans. And the Ravens, as always, reminder if you want more than just my thoughts, you can head to slash picks. Go in, take advantage of everything we have to offer over there. If you want to sign up for a year long subscription, you can get a discount if you use the code HANDLE. That's the show that I'm on with Mike Samich, Saturdays and Sundays, H A N D L E. Texans Ravens, this is nine and a half Ravens at home, 43 and a half is our total. Texas team looked really, really good last week. I mean, just took a top 5 defense in the Browns and shredded them and it was pretty surprising. I thought that the Browns defense would at least be able to put up some sort of resistance against this Texans team and man, they just were not able to do anything at all against the Texans. Well, in come the Ravens, another really really good defense. And the question is, is do you believe that it was a product of hey, defense doesn't travel for the Browns? So, They were on the road. Texans were at home. Now the role's reversed. Texans on the road. Ravens coming off a bye at home. I could buy it if you wanted to go that direction. Ravens defense, really tricky. McDonald has really put in some, some stuff that tries to confuse quarterbacks, and we are still talking about a rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, all those things. Ravens coming in on a really good heater. Mark Andrews not going to play after all. Uh, I know that was a a question out there, whether he was going to be able to go. They're going to hold him out another week in this thing. Injury report for the Texans wasn't all that bad. Marlon Humphrey not going to go for the Ravens. This is not really a weather game, but uh, it's going to be really cold. And a little bit of a breeze out there. So it, there are things that could be affecting the scoring environment, but nothing like we saw last week. To me, I think this is the end of the road for the Texans. It's been a fine story. And listen, I'm not in love with the Ravens team. Anyone that listens to the content that I do knows, like I I, I still have in the back of my mind what this team might look like if they ever faced a deficit. Listen, they might not if they just truck everyone and get out to 14 point leads and it won't matter. But uh, that being said, pretty easy play for me to come in and do kind of a an alt-spread parlay. It's like I, I kind of I like name my own teaser, make my own teaser type thing. So I, I took the Ravens down to, to two and a half and paired it up with the game later on that we'll talk about here. So I, I look, the Ravens, nice and rested, pretty healthy heading into this thing. Texans defense can still be had. Um, so even if the Ravens can't run, which the Texans had a pretty good run defense all season long, one of the top five in the league. If you look at the full year standings, Indianapolis was able to have a bunch of success against Texans on the ground. I think Ravens will do just fine. And even if it's not massive yards per carry, I think we can still be looking at them to have some success on the ground, even if if that doesn't work. Lamar is just a a much more polished passer in 2024 than even a couple of years ago. So uh, for me, Ravens get the win at home, not willing to lay the nine and a half, but I'll take it down to, to two and a half. Packers and the 49ers, 49ers are nine and a half point favorites at home. in this one as well, Fifty and a half and a half is our total. I took the Packers plus 10. I also took the over 50, over 50 and a half. Is fine. No big difference there. Um, this Packers offense can, can hum. And Jordan love has been very, very good. And despite the fact Kristen Watson has not been able to get out there in, in recent weeks, all these guys are really stepping up. I mean. Romeo Dobbs game of his career last week, whether it's Wicks, whether it's Reed, I mean, like there's just all of these dudes that Jordan Love is, and and that's the other thing about Jordan Love is man, he's he's just dishing out. He doesn't he doesn't lock onto a dude. He doesn't have a favorite. If you're open, you're open. He throws it to you, which I think is really impressive for him because I was writing this team off for dead at the beginning of the season. That said, 49ers are coming in, basically full strength off of a buy in the Packers defense. Look, let's just be for real. Yes, they had a really great game against Flacco, who had been putting the ball in danger anyway, leading into that game. Um, I mean, sorry, the uh, against the uh, Cowboys, like Dak had been putting the ball in, in bad spots and things like that. And, and they were able to generate pressure on Dak and they were able to get some, some really kind of off the mark stuff from him. And so for me, I look at this defense and say, all right, 49ers basically scored 30 points against everybody all year long. Nine times. Did they top the 30 point mark? Three of the times that they didn't was when Debo and, and Trent were out. So, I mean, there were injuries that they were dealing with. One of the other times was in week 18 when they were resting starters. So, I mean, you can just basically put 30 points on the board for them. And I think the Packers are going to be able to move the ball on the 49ers. If you look at the, if you look at the stats over the course of the season for the 49ers, it's not a bad defense. So I don't want to like, I don't want anyone to get the, the idea that this is a bad defense. It's not, but it is not an elite defense. And I think there's like this impression out there that the 49ers are an elite defense. And that's just not the case specifically specifically against the run. And Aaron Jones has gone for over 110 yards last three weeks. And, and, and yes, I understand some of this is by design for the 49ers. They're They're sharp enough to understand that they want you to do the thing that's less efficient, which is run the ball. But look, they're 26th rush defense EPA, 24th rush defense success rate. And a Green Bay rush offense that is actually really damn good whenever Aaron Jones is in there. So I think the 49ers will be able to move the ball. I think they will be able to, and listen, the Jordan Love's been one of the top three quarterbacks over the second half of the season. This offense has been a top five offense over the second half of the season. It is very, very good. So give me the points and give me over on the total. And here's the other thing. The 49ers might come out and like, because this defense is pretty poor for Green Bay, the 49ers might get us most of the way there anyway. They might put 35 points in this game. And we're not asking for very much from Green Bay at that point. It's well within the realm of possibilities. The San Francisco puts up 35 in this thing. So give me the over, give me the plus 10 on the Packers. I think they can go toe for toe with them for a while. I think the Niners eventually kind of go ahead and pull ahead in this thing. But I do like the the angle of, of them getting... Uh, I've been getting the 10 points. The other thing I will say here, and this was mentioned on Gil's show, Gil pointed out that, uh, you know, one of the things we saw last week with green Bay was them decide to take the ball against Dallas and not allow Dallas to get out to any sort of lead against this kind of poor defense. And then hopefully maybe they could score and then really kind of put it on the team out there, which obviously worked. And we know San Francisco is going to defer if they get the ball, they want that defense out there and they really want the ball in the second half. Um so one thing to think about is just it's 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 highly likely unless like the kind of the, the strategy changes for these teams, that Green Bay is going to get the ball first. So just think about that when you're making your like first touchdown bets and, and different stuff like that, because very likely Green Bay gets the ball and, and not out of the own possibility for them to just march right down the field and, and score on the scripted drive because we know teams are, are really good at that. Uh, Bucks and the Lions, this is six, six and a half in favor of the Lions. Forty nine and a half is your total. There are a couple of 50s that have popped. I will say this this was six and a half earlier on Friday when I was recording this. And those six and a halves got scooped up. So some money here coming in on Friday on the Bucks. I took over 48.5. It is up to 49.5. I like points in this game. Both of these run offense, run, both these run defenses are very, very good, and Tampa doesn't have a run offense to speak of anyway. And I think the Lions with Ben Johnson. I think Ben Johnson is is sharp enough too to not do the like two yards banging into the line a million times. So I think we see both of these offenses open it up pretty good. And just throw and throw and throw. Now there is a path to this still staying under, even if they do both throw the ball thirty-five plus times, and that's the fact that look, three and outs don't help it over, right? And so they're just not efficient throwing the ball. But if you look at the lines, I mean, they're just they have been. There's there's a narrative out there, but like, oh man, but, but golf under pressure, you know. Blah, blah, blah. Look, the Bucks blitz a ton, but they just don't get a ton of pressure. Like they blitz at the third highest rate in the NFL, while only generating the the 26th highest amount of pressure. I mean, it's just, it's to me, I don't think golf's going to be under, under pressure all that much. I think he's going to get blissed a ton, but I don't know for a fact that he's going to be under duress for a lot in this game. Plus his offensive line for Detroit is, is really good. Really, really good. And we know the secondary for Detroit can just be torched. Like we know that for sure. They're bottom five, six, seven in basically every single category. So I expect Baker to have some success too. So give me the over in this. I think points are happening all over the place. I passed on the side. If I had to play it, if someone forced me to play it, I'd probably lay it with the Lions, but I'm not forced to play it. So I'm not going to. Finally, Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills on Sunday evening. This is now an expensive two and a half in favor of the Bills. Forty-five and a half is your total. This is going to toggle back and forth between two and a half and three, it looks like, all the way up until kickoff. I took a piece of under 46 and a half. I would still play under 45 and a half where it sits right now. This Chiefs offense, while they were able to find some stuff last week, I'm not going to just give it to them that they're going to, after sputtering all season long, that this is now just a well-oiled machine. And with the Bills, there's just a ton of injuries on the Bills side of everything. Um, And honestly, I think if you look at it with the defensive side, I think what the Bills' offensive philosophy is going to be, which has been been the philosophy under Brady's it is anyway, which is just to run the ball a ton. Lots of carries for Cook. Lots of design runs for Josh Allen. I'd be looking at Josh Allen carries. I'm probably going to end up playing either carries or yardage or maybe even both on Josh Allen before it's all said and done. I think this is something that is a pretty pretty solid angle for the Bills. Keep 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 the Chiefs on the sideline with that banged-up defense that the Bills are going to be running out there. And then with the Chiefs, I also think that, that, that you know, even with the banged-up defense for the Bills, I don't know if they're just going to be able to run the ball up and down the field. I don't know if they're going to be able to just light it up. And, and maybe Rasheed Rice proves me wrong, and he really is the new wide receiver one for the Chiefs, and, and all of this that we saw last week is something that can be repeated week to week. But I'm going to need to see it with my own eyes before I do it. A little bit of weather stuff here as well. Bills, I mean, Buffalo is going to be very cold. A um, little bit of wind and all that stuff. So it could affect some of the stuff. Could affect some deep passing. Could affect some of the. Uh, could affect some of the, the decision making as well along the way. Maybe some foregoing some some longer field goals to punt and, and, and different stuff like that. So, another thing that I think is pretty interesting. Uh, one other angle I would look at here: uh, Justin Watson. For the for the Chiefs, we do have a pretty beat-up secondary for the Bills, and I expect that there's at least a couple of passes that might end up getting, you know, over the top of the defense here. His passing prop is set at 17.5 yards, and his average depth of target on the season is 18.9 yards. And, and listen, he just doesn't have a ton of – you can look at Justin Watson. I mean, he's he's not a volume guy, but we're basically need – we need like – we need one catch out of him, right? We need one catch out of Watson. And so – With the Bills and their kind of banged up situation, I think that that's certainly within the realm of possibility. So another play that I'm going to put in there, probably add it to like some sort of, you know, tell the game script, same game parlay as well along the way. Guys, it is a super fun weekend. Of course, we'll have more in-depth stuff over on the handle. Be sure and tune in. 4 to 7 Pacific on Saturday. And then we're moving to the morning. We're doing pregame. We're doing pregame analysis on Sunday. So check us out 9 to 11 Sunday morning Pacific time as well. So me and Mike will be over there doing that. So a little bit of a change up here over the next few weeks for the playoffs and Super Bowl and stuff like that. So be sure and uh, check on all the times there. And I'll let you know here on the podcast as well. If you haven't done so already, please do subscribe. Do appreciate all of this support all season long with all this. And let's continue winning some of these bets. Guys, good luck on all your bets here, Divisional Weekend.